Buddha-sarana-gacchami Dhamma-sarana-gacchami Sangha-sarana-gacchami Yochamittang bhavayati Appimanam patisato Tanusang yojana hunti Appimato patisato Friends, Good afternoon, everybody. Today is the fourth day of our retreat. This is the fourth talk. For this Dhamma talk, our topic is how metta and mindfulness work together. Metta is loving friendliness. Mindfulness is sati. So, metta and sati work together. Love and friendliness and mindfulness. These two should work together for the success of our meditation. Without metta, meditation is quite dull, quite dry. It's difficult. Whenever we face difficulties, metta is the balm, sort of balm. You can apply this balm. Just like when you have headache, you apply some sort of balm. Just like that. Or any problem with your body, you can apply some kind of balm, like tiger balm, or like that. Hmm? Just like that, Whenever you have problems, when you practice meditation, this is the best balm, metta. I know this through my own experience. I know this. Uh, so it works very well. That is what I want to say. So the Buddha always uh, constantly, he taught us, to practice Dhamma, practice more and more meditation. He said, monks, practice meditation. Jaya bhikkhu, macha pamadu, that is how the Buddha said, Jaya bhikkhu, monks, practice. Jaya means practice, meditate. Macha pamadu, do not be heedless. You see? Do not be heedless. Practice. Macha pamadu. Ma kama gune bhamasu chittam. Do not rill your mind over sensual things, sensual pleasures. Do not roam your mind over sensual things. Ma kama gune bhamasu chittam. Ma kanda daya manu. Do not Cry uh, while you are uh, you are in a sort of 
woeful state if you do not practice. Therefore, Buddha taught us to practice. Metta, referring to metta, he said, practice metta. Metta, chittena paraya, paraya, spread metta all over. Metta, chittena paraya. Metta, chittang bhavaye, develop metta, develop metta consciousness. Manasam bhavaye aparimanam, aparimanam, immeasurably extend metta, develop metta and extend metta immeasurably. Those are the words, very words of the Buddha, just I quoted. Hmm? So in such a way the Buddha emphasized the need of practice in metta. On the contrary, the Buddha said the importance of mindfulness. You know, mindfulness is the most important thing in the teaching of the Buddha. It is the watchword. It is the key word in the teaching of the Buddha. Mindfulness is the way, way to deathlessness. Buddha said, Mindfulness is the way to deathlessness. Unmindfulness is the way to death. Those who are mindful do not die. Unmindful ones are just like dead ones. That's how he put this in the the Dhammapada. Mindfulness means attention Awareness in the present moment. Mindfulness has two different aspects. One is memory. Memory, that is power of memory. We can remember things. Even when we develop our mind, we can remember even our past lives. That is one aspect of mindfulness. That is remembering part. Through which nobody can attain enlightenment. Nobody can uh, cut off defilements through memory. Remembering. But if we develop the second aspect, which is mindfulness in the present moment, uh, that is what we want to develop. When we develop mindfulness in the present moment, we can see things as they really are. That is vipassana. So in order to develop our meditation, develop our serenity, both serenity and insight, we have to develop mindfulness. This means mindfulness and uh, insight, insight, vipassana should go together. These are the things to go together. Mindfulness, metta, clear comprehension and wisdom. All these should go together, should grow together, develop together for the highest level, for the human's perfection. When we practice 
metta and mindfulness together, we can easily develop our mind. The Buddha once lived in the same place where he uh, attained full enlightenment. He attained full enlightenment in the place called Magadha, the city called Magadha, where uh, he one day he visited to a certain devil's place. Devil. Buddha taught Dhamma not only for humans. He taught Dhamma for humans, deities, the devas, and also yakkas, devils, devils, the yakkas. One day he visited to a devil's place. When he went there, the, the devil named uh, Manibhadda, he asked question. He said, he of course said, uh, Sati Mato Sada Badrang Satima Sukhamedati Sati Mato Sue Seyo Veracha Parimunchati. He just expressed his ideas. He said, Sati, Sati means mindfulness. Sati Mato Sue Seyo Sati Mato Sada Badrang Sati Mato, the one who is mindful lives happily all the time. Every day he lives happily because he is mindfulness. Sati matu sada badram. Satima sukhamedati. He lives happily. Sati matu sue seyo. He sleeps well. He says he sleeps well. Veraja parimunchati. He has no grudge, no hatred. The, the devil said, as he is mindful, he has no hatred as well. He lives happily, he sleeps uh, properly, and he has no hatred. The Buddha said, it's true, sati matu sada badra. It's true, when one is mindful, one lives happily. Sada badra. Satima Sukhamedati. He lives, uh, lives happily. He leads life happily. Satima Sukhamedati. Sati Matu Sueseyo. He sleeps well. Vera Na Parimuncha. The Buddha said, but even though one is mindful, Vera Na Parimuncha. The hatred is not appeased. Hatred is not appeased, simply having mindfulness not enough. This is the point. We have to understand, simply having mindfulness, we cannot cut off hatred. In order to cut off hatred, we should use its antidote, metta. Hatred, the antidote is metta. So, we have to, we have to develop metta. So, when develop metta, we have to use metta and mindfulness together. This is called tandem. Tandem, yuganadda, both together, should go hand in hand. Then it works well. When it is developed, cultivated in such a way, we can develop our mind. 
how can we develop what can we do with that type of mentality <clears throat> when we have both mindful uh, loving friendliness and mindfulness we can calm down ourselves we can come to the state of calmness tranquility serenity how we can understand our uh, hindrances there are five hindrances as long as we have these five hindrances we cannot calm down our mind we cannot calm down our mind we cannot come to the state of calmness serenity tranquility concentration so what are the five hindrances sense desire we have six senses some people don't know that we have six senses they they think that we have only five the buddha taught us there's another one that is mind mind itself is a sense mind is a sense just like the eye the mind itself has its own own way it's a faculty like so it's a sense so we have six senses sensual desire is we have we desire we have desire to gratify these senses please these senses as long as we have this mentality as long as we have this need need of gratifying the senses we cannot calm down our mind we cannot come to practice properly therefore we have to cut down this we have to calm down ourselves so that is what is called sensual desire then ill will our will is ill as long as our will is ill again we cannot meditate then sleepiness and uh, laziness these two go together sleepiness and laziness tena midda then restlessness restlessness and worry of course these two go together restlessness and worry Rest, uh, remorse go together and then uh, doubt so those are the five hindrances so if we practice metta is the best meditation to practice calm down these five hindrances metta is the best it's easier calm yourself and practice then you can subdue you cannot cut, you cannot cut off all these five but you can subdue these five hindrances as the result what happens you can come to the state of calmness you can understand uh, different factors of jhana jhanic factors because with that you can understand that you are refraining from certain things buddha said vivichya eva kamehi vivichya abandoning kama sensual desire vivichya akusalehi dammehi then you refrain abandoning from 10 unwholesome deeds as well savitakkam 
Now these are the qualities, these are the factors, jhanic factors. Vitaka, savitaka means you give attention, give attention again and again to the object of your meditation. Vitaka. Then vichara, you observe it again and again, you observe the nature of the object. Suppose breath. You observe the breath again and again, giving full attention. You are, you are right there. You stay with it and observe it. Vichara. Then, while you are doing this, you have piti, rapture. Then bliss, sukha. Vitaka, vichara, piti, sukha. Savitakang, savicharang, viveka, jang, savicharang. Viveka jang, it is because of your viveka, detachment, seclusion. Because of your seclusion, now you have piti and sukha. Viveka jang, piti, sukhaṁ, patama jhānaṁ, upasampaja virati. You can come to the first jhāna in this manner. Why? You practice both mindfulness and metta together. As the result of practicing metta and mindfulness together, you can come to the first jhana. When you come to the first jhana, next you can go to the second jhana. Then the third jhana. Then the fourth jhana. When you come to the fourth jhana, you can switch either to practice serenity, practice concentration meditation or insight meditation. If you practice further concentration meditation, you can develop some kind of knowledge. There are different types of knowledge, such as ability, knowledge, ability to understand one's previous lives, ability to read others' mind, ability to see how beings are born to this world and how they depart here and are born somewhere else ability to listen to sounds humans or divine like that and finally if you like to completely cut off defilements taints you can be a taints free person as a result of practicing either uh, serenity meditation, either concentrated med concentration meditation, or switch to insight. When you practice insight, you can do the same thing and understand the nature of impermanence, unsatisfactoriness, and soullessness. Or you can further practice, develop the, uh, gain different attainments, like immaterial, Immaterial attainments, infinite of space, akasanaṃchāyatana. Then infinite of consciousness, vinyānaṃchāyatana. Then akinchanyāyatana, nothingness, nevasanyā, nasanyāyatana. Neither perception nor non-perception. These are different levels, different attainments. So, these are because of practicing, because of practicing metta and mindfulness together, we can achieve these different states.
different levels. So friends, when we practice in this manner, we can understand the Dhamma properly, clearly. That is why we want to practice more and more. Buddha is the embodiment of peace, happiness, Santi. Santi means peacefulness. He is called Santi Nayaka, the leader of peace. He is called Santi Dayaka, the giver of peace. He always emphasized to practice Santi. Santi is peace, metta. It is the best uh, meritorious deed, the greatest meritorious deed. Once he said, Yani Kanichi Bhikkave Opadikani Punya Kiryani Sabbanitani Metta Cheto Vimuktiya Kalanagati Solati. Monks, whatever merit, you see, they said, whatever merit, they all are not equal, they all are not equal to one sixteenth of metta. He gave a simile. Like the radiance of all stars does not equal to one sixteenth of the radiance of the moon. One sixteenth part. So, in such a way, the Buddha uh, pointed out the importance of metta. Practicing metta, we want to practice metta and sati together. In the Karaniya Metta Sutta, it is based on metta. Karaniya Metta Sutta was delivered for the purpose of chanting and practicing meditation. Once a group of monks went to a certain place to practice, when they went there, the deities of the trees, as they were, they were on the uh, trees, the deities couldn't stay any longer on the trees, because when the monks went there, as the monks were virtuous monks, this uh, deities couldn't stay on their abodes any longer. Then they came down to respect the monks, thinking that they would stay there for a short time. But the monks went there for three months, three months retreat. Then the, the deities uh, couldn't stay there under the trees. So what they did, they started something to do to chase the monks away. So they uh, created many different things. When smell, bad smell is permitting. And sometimes the, the uh, like different forms, different bodies, like humans, though no head, only trunk is coming. Or head is floating like that, such things. 
then the, they couldn't practice thereafter they went back to the buddha and complained then the buddha taught this particular discourse named metta sutta karaniya metta sutta so in karaniya metta sutta as i said earlier it is based on metta though buddha very clearly blended this metta with mindfulness buddha said etang satting adithaya etang satting adithe sati mindfulness this sati what is this sati this sati means sati with mind uh, sati with metta mindfulness with metta mindfulness with metta should be determined should be maintained practice develop for the purpose of complete cut off completely cut off defilements once we practice both together the at the end of the sutta the buddha said nahi jatu gabbaseyang punareti such a person who as he is living divinely dwelling here divinely living here he is like a divine brahma metang viharang idang ahu and he will never come to uh, the mother's womb to conceive why he can attain full enlightenment so in this manner buddha taught us the need of practicing both together mindfulness and metta the stanza which i recited at the beginning of the talk buddha said योचमेत्तं भावयति अपमानं पतिष्यतो तनुसंयोजनाहुंति अपमतनुसंयोजनाहुंति पश्यतो उपदिखयं योच मेत्तं भावयति इफ वन प्रैक्टिसेस मेत्ता योच मेत्तं भावयति अपमानं पतिष्यतं अपमानं मेत्तं नाउ ऑलरेडी यू नो व्हाट अपमाद मेत्ता इज अपमाद मींस अपमान अपमान मेत्ता मींस नो पमान नो मेशर इमेशरेबल मेत्ता सो द मीनिंग इज if one practices immeasurable metta patisat sato sato means mindfulness so if one practices immeasurable metta together with sati together with mindfulness metta and mindfulness together what happens apamanam patisatu tanu sangyojana hunti what happens his sangyojana sangyojana means fetters we talk about fetters simply we talk about uh, fetters we have 10 fetters everybody has 10 fetters to which we are bound to sansara 10 fetters are uh, first one is personality belief sakkay ditti second uh, doubt 
vichikicha then third silabbata paramasa uh, clinging to rites and rituals vichikicha silabbata paramasa then kama raga clinging uh, lust to sensual sensuality kama raga then patiga patiga is repulsiveness repulsion repulsiveness patiga these are called five lower fetters of the 10 first five are called lower fetters then next five uh, clinging to material world rupa raga then clinging to immaterial world arupa raga then mana mana is con- conceit conceit uddach restlessness and avijja ignorance those are the five higher fetters so all together 10 all these 10 fetters are to be cut off by oneself for the attainment of enlightenment when we practice metta with mindfulness in this manner the buddha said immeasurable metta with mindfulness what happened tanu sangyojana hunti his his uh, fetters tanu weaken he can weaken his ten fetters tanu is attenu attenuation attenuation attenuate tanu attenuate the same thing so, so you can you can you cannot cut off simply you cannot cut off this uh, this ten fetters with metta but you can weaken them weaken them so that you can cut off easily in order to cut off you to develop your vipassana vipassana you to see things as they are when you see things as they are what you can see you can see the three characteristics of existence impermanence unsatisfactoriness and soullessness so friends in this manner buddha emphasized the need of practicing tanu sangyojana honti then further passato upadikhayam now as you are practicing as you are mindful not only metta you have something else blended with mindfulness therefore since you are mindfulness you can see something more what can you see passato upadikhayam you can see how you ceases how you cease how you cease your upadi what is upadi upadi means acquisitions acquisitions or five aggregates five aggregates of clinging as i said the other day we have five aggregates for which to which we cling to so you can see how you cease these five aggregates what is that if you see if you cease your five aggregates what you see what you cease 
you cease dukkha. You cease, you cease dukkha. You stop dukkha. Five aggregates of clinging means dukkha. That is to be seen with a proper wisdom. If one wants to see the prop, uh, through proper wisdom, what one can see, what one should see, five aggregates, five aggregates of clinging. That is what is called dukkha. Then you see the cause of dukkha. You see the cessation of dukkha. You see the way, the path lead into the cessation of dukkha. What are these? Four noble truths. So you can see four noble truths if you practice mindfulness and metta. When mindfulness and metta both are practiced, it is easy it is easy to switch to insight as well. Once uh, a certain person named Dasama, he came to the city called Patna. Nowadays, the present day, it is called Patna. He came to this city for a business. Uh, when he came there, he wanted to visit to a monastery. He then went to uh, a certain monastery and inquired about Venerable Ananda. And he then went to meet him and asked Bhante, is there one thing that the Buddha has taught us for the uh, complete uh, destruction of defilements and attain enlightenment. If, if, the, if there are one thing that the Buddha has taught, where he, Venerable Ananda, pointed out not only one thing, he pointed out eleven things, eleven ways to cut off defilements and attain Nibbana, attain enlightenment. Of these eleven, one is metta. This is my, what I want to point out. He pointed out the eleven ways, eleven methods. The first he said, the Buddha has taught how to, uh, how to subdue one's hindrances and come to the first jhana and understand, switch it to insight. So first jhana, when you come to the first jhana, if you can switch to insight, you can attain enlightenment. That is one way to attain enlightenment. You can come to the first jhana and switch to insight. Then he pointed out the second jhana. When you come to the second jhana, switch to insight and then you can attain enlightenment. Then the third jhana, switch to insight and attain enlightenment. The fourth jhana, switch to insight, attain enlightenment. Thereafter, he said, if you can practice, spread metta, suffuse metta, and metta all over the world, all over the universe, and if you can understand that even this metta which I spread to the whole universe itself is impermanent. This itself is impermanent. 
this itself is unsatisfactory, this itself is anatta, no self. If you can understand the three characteristics of, uh, three characteristics in metta to which you can attain enlightenment. Then karuna the same, mudita and upekka, the four sublime abodes. If you practice four sublime abodes and if you switch to insight, then you can attain enlightenment through these uh, four sublime abodes as well. Then, uh, first the four jhanas, then four uh, sublime abodes, eight. Then ninth one is infinite of con uh, space. If you practice, develop the infinite of space and understand that infinity itself is uh, impermanent, with, to which you can come to understand the nature of impermanence, unsatisfactoriness and soullessness and come to the realization of Nibbana. Then the infinite of uh, consciousness, that itself is to be understood as impermanence, unsatisfactory and soullessness. Finally, nothingness itself is to be practiced, understood and switched to insight. In such a way, Venerable Ananda pointed out eleven different methods uh, of the eleven. One is metta. So, through metta, again, we can attain enlightenment. One day, uh, uh, in the time of the Buddha, there was a monk named Sona. Sona. He was a, a very good speaker, preacher. Everybody likes to listen to him. One day, as he was passing his uh, village, his native place, his mother organized a, a talk, Dhamma talk where she wanted to uh, erect a pavilion and she did this and very well organized. She was the organizer, mother. So while people were listening to the Dhamma talk, his mother herself was listening, a group of thieves entered to the mother's uh, house and they started to take the valuable things at home. Whilst, while uh, the mother was listening here, listening to the Dhamma talk, they at home, they uh, got these valuable things. Then a certain service girl, servant girl, she uh, ran to this mother and said, uh, whispered, that there, there is a group of thieves in the house. But she, as she wanted to listen to the Dhamma, she said, it's okay. She said, okay. And then for the second time, this girl said the same thing, thinking that she couldn't understand or she couldn't hear it well. 
She said the same thing. So let them to take what they, whatever they want to, let them to talk, uh, take. I want to listen to this Dhamma talk. So she attentively listened to the Dhamma talk. And by the time the leader of the group, the thieves, leader himself was there sitting next to the mother to take care about her. If she, is, if she were to, to go back home, he was there with a knife to kill her. But as this leader, leader of the thieves, heard this, he was so amazing. He was uh, thinking, oh, how can I take, how can we take this nice lady's property, uh, valuable things, wealth? How can we take? If we take such things, we would uh, struck by thunder. Such thing. Thinking that, he went back to the home and told his uh, fellows to keep everything there. And they all came to the pavilion and they all started to listen to the Dhamma talk. So, by dawn, as they all listened to the Dhamma talk, the group of thieves, they wanted to become monks. They decided to get their ordination under him and they then went to him and asked forgiveness uh, from him and his mother as well. And finally they all became monks and they went to practice in a certain woods. Then the Buddha, by uh, this time the Buddha from his monastery, he saw what is going on and he then sent to his mind as he appeared in front of them, the Buddha said, Metta vihari yo bhikkhu pasanno buddha sasane adhigache padang santang sankharupa samang sukhang. Let's understand the meaning of this stanza. Metta vihari yo bhikkhu yo bhikkhu any bhikkhu. Metta vihari lives with metta. Any bhikkhu who lives with metta. Pasanno buddha sasane with a pleasant mind, happy mind. He lives in the sasana. He dwells, he is engaged in this uh, dispensation of the buddha. Pasanno buddha sasane. Adi gache padang santang, santam padang. Santam padang means the, it's the, it is nibbana, santapada. Hmm? Peaceful, the state, state of peacefulness, that is nibbana. He arrives, he attains nibbana gradually. Adi gache padang santang, sankharupa samang sukang. It is the bliss. Sukhang, it is the bliss. What is that bliss? The cessation of Sankhara. Sankhara means formation. Uh, that is what I want to explain now about the cessation of Sankhara. So the cessation of Sankhara is to be understood 
according to the teachings of the dependent origination how the buddha has taught this the cessation of sankhara now i think you can see it according to this this is the dependent origination paticca samuppada the dependent origination where the buddha pointed out the 12 links <coughs> avijja starting avijja avijja sankhara the second one this is this is what we talk about sankara vijnana nama roopa salayatana phassa vedana tanha upadana bhava jati jara marana those are the 12 links of this one has to start here this is the sansaric cycle this is called sansaric cycle okay this is the enlarged form of the same thing here sansaric cycle is formed with nama roopa and vijnana nama roopa this side and vijnana this side that is how the cycle is formed one has to practice dhamma meditate and practice both serenity and insight in order to cut off sansa san sankhara sankhara means formations there are two types of sankhara uh, sankhara one one type is called karma hmm? punya bisankhara apunya bisankhara ananja bisankhara punya is uh, wholesome things apunya unwholesome and apunya punya bisankhara apunya bisankhara ananja bisankhara means neither neither merit nor demerit so those are one type and then the buddha said there are bodily formations verbal formations and mental formation in this case here sankhara means basically originally even uh, wholesome and unwholesome as well but when we practice develop cultivated our mind we as we can cut this cycle into two this cycle we can cut this into two then this nama roopa when we have no nama roopa then no salayatana no passa no vedana like that all these things come to end all these come to end up to this point these are like two bundles of uh, reeds 
this like this, two bundles of reeds. All these are connected. Once you kick to one, the other also falls apart. Like that, all these come to the end. Then you to go against the uh, stream, that is called Dhamma Sota. In this Dhamma Sota, as the Buddha said, when you practice, Buddha said, Chinda Sotang Parakama. With effort, cut this sota, cut this stream with effort. Chinda Sotang Parakama. Kame Panuda Brahmana. Brahmana means the, the one who is practicing. Brahmana. Kame Panuda. Give up lust. Give up, give up, give up uh, sensuality. Kame Panuda Brahmana. Sankharanam kayang nyatva Understand, having understood the cessation of Sankhara. Now, understand, the Buddha says, uh, understand the cessation of Sankhara. Sankharanam kayang nyatva akatanyusi brahmana. Brahmana, be a person who knows what is not made, unmade, that is Nibbana. Understand the may, uh, unmade, that means nib, understand, realize Nibbana. Now, Sankhara, as I said, the three types of Sankhara bodily formations, verbal formation, and mental formation. Bodily formation means uh, breath, verbal formation means uh, thinking and examining, Vitakka Vichara. And then uh, mental formations are feeling and perception. So these type of sankhara are to be ceased, are to be cut off. Now when you cease this type of sankhara, what happens? You can enter, the, you can gain a certain state which is called complete cessation of Feeling and perception. Sanya Vedaita Nirodha. Completely you cease your feeling and perception. When you uh, completely cease feeling and perceptions, you are just like dead, dead body. You can remain and enjoy, sort of enjoy that bliss without taking anything. No water, no, uh, no food, you can remain, you can enjoy for seven days. When you, when you uh, arise from that, what happens? You can understand, you can realize, you can see the characteristics of Nibbana. So by that time, you can cut off avijja, the ignorance as well. Now, Ignorance is connected to Sankara. Therefore, when you cut off Sankara, you can cut off uh, ignorance as well. This ignorance, Avijja, Avijja is connected to Asava. Asava means taints. That is the problem. Now, as long as we have Asava, we, we have uh, Tense, we have avidya or ignorance. In other words, ignorance depends on tense, 
tends depend on uh, ignorance like this here there is a circle that circle is to be cut off by each and everybody for the attainment of enlightenment taints there are three types of taints kamasava bhavasava and avijjasava kamasava means taints of sensuality sensual desire bhavasava taints of existence bhavasava then the third one is taints of ignorance these three types of taints should be cut off then you become taints free taints free means kinasava you become kinasava means the enlightened person enlightened one that enlightened one's mind is the is the luminous mind that is called apathitthita uh, vijnana the vijnana which is not depend on now our our vijnana our consciousness here our consciousness is always dependent on this nama roopa like like that here nama roopa nama means there are five things here feeling perception volitional formation uh feeling perception volitional formations uh contact and attention these are called nama and rupa means uh form uh, earth water fire yeah these four all these nine all together are called nama rupa so our consciousness is always depend dependent on nama rupa in such a way the cycle is form we are born again and again in sansara so when we cut off this what happens to arahants arahants cuts off this part then the consciousness remains uh, alone means no such things no nama rupa in it it is clear consciousness clear mind that mind is uh, in other words it is called ani dasana vijnana featureless consciousness no features no features to be shown to be indicated to be seen therefore that consciousness is called ani dasana vijnana of featureless consciousness buddha uh, explained the nature of this consciousness in a particular discourse named uh, k vadda sutta where a certain monk while he was practicing he has a sort of miraculous power he wanted to know where these four uh, elements earth water fire air completely cease remainderlessly cease where it happens he wanted he wanted to know therefore he thought that it is better go to the heaven the first heaven and ask this question he did not go to the buddha buddha was in the monastery but he did not go to the buddha he instead went to the heaven and asked the question but they did not know 
they put him to the second heaven. They themselves did not know. Then they put him to the third, like that, all the way to the Brahma world, where, the, where there is Brahma. When he went to the Brahma, the Bra- he, when he asked the question, Brahma in front of others, he did not uh, say that he did not know. He simply started to boast that I am the Brahma, I did this I, like that. He started to say so. Finally, the Brahma took him to the side and said, you come to the wrong place. This is not the place to come. You could have gone to the Buddha and asked the question. Hmm? Not me, I, I don't know these things. And he said, then, then what happened? He went back to the Buddha. And he asked the question, Bhante, where these four elements completely cease? Then the Buddha said, the question that you ask is wrong. Uh, that itself should be understood. Hmm? When we, even when we ask questions, we have to understand how to ask the questions also. So, when he asked, where these four elements completely cease, completely cease means cease externally. It has the meaning that uh, it is ceasing externally. The Buddha used the word nirujjati. Nirujjati. Nirujjati means it ceases, though externally ceases. Then the Buddha said, Buddha uh, answering said, Vinyanam anidasana. This vinyana, this consciousness is anidasana. No features. It's a featureless consciousness. Vinyanam anidasana. Anantam. Infinite. This consciousness is infinite. Whose con- consciousness? Enlightened one's consciousness. Anantam. Sabbato pabang. It is luminous all over. Luminosity. Anantang, sabbato pabang. Sabbato pabang means all over. It's luminous, luminous all over. Anantang, sabbato pabang. Etta apocha patavi tejo vayo na gadati. Here, in this mind, no apo tejo vayo patavi, these four elements. No, these elements are not there. Apo tejo vayo patavi are not there. Etta digancha rasancha anu tulang suba subang. No, no long, short, good, bad, such things are not in this mind. This consciousness, the Arahant's consciousness. Vinyanas nirodena etta namancha rupancha asesam uparujyati. Not only that, Nama, Rupa, all these, all these, Uparujjati completely sees Upa. Upa means inside. So, when the person attains enlightenment, what happens? His consciousness, his consciousness becomes uh, clear consciousness, featureless consciousness, and ceases the uh, defilements within that is called uparujjati 
not nirujjati but uparujjati come to the cessation within vinyanasa nirodena ettetam uparujjati with the cessation of consciousness everything comes to cease within that is what is the realization so friends in this manner we have to understand the cessation of sankara sankaranam kayang nyatva the buddha said sankaranam kayang nyatva having understood the cessation of sankara akatanyusi brahmana brahmana know that what is not made what is not made is the enlightenment is the highest bliss nibbana so we all want to practice understand this dhamma and one day we we all expect to attain that peace that happiness for which let's all practice both metta and mindfulness together at the beginning and then switch to insight so that one day we can cut off all uh, defilements and attain that peace that bliss of nibbana may we attain supreme bliss of nibbana sadhu 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 okay so you can write your questions clearly and put into the box so that i can take uh, by 7 o'clock thank you take couple minutes break and come back to practice